Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Adorn Podcast. We're on episode 24. We are still in our spiritual disciplines series, and today's episode is on the spiritual discipline of confession. Hi, friends, and welcome to the Adorned Podcast. We're your hosts, Erin and Casey. We would love for you to come join us each week as we discuss what it means to be made beautiful by God's Word. Whether you are a college student walking to class, a mom folding laundry during nap time, or a boss babe sitting in rush hour traffic, we hope that we can encourage and inspire you to pursue a deeper understanding of the Bible. So we um, actually, to be totally honest with y'all, we figured we were done with our spiritual disciplines um, episodes, and then the Lord just put it on our heart to address confession. Um, He's kind of been stirring about confession personally in my life. Um, And so I just told Casey, I was like, I think we kind of need to address this because I want to learn more about it for one. Mm -hmm. And I also think it's something that everybody could learn a little more about because I feel like there's not a lot of teaching on it and right. that, um, especially as a spiritual discipline, it would be helpful to know, like, what does this practically look like for us to practice this spiritual discipline in our everyday lives? Right. And I feel like to once again, be completely honest, I feel like we've kind of struggled through this one. Mm-hmm. This has been a tough one because I don't think it's something we've been taught a lot growing up. I think a lot of the other spiritual disciplines in one way or another, we've spent some time mm-hmm. digging into it in one point of our life. But I don't know that I've ever really looked into confession mm-hmm. as a spiritual discipline. So this has been a tough one, but hopefully we'll be able to share some of what we've learned with you and maybe you'll learn something too. So. Yeah. And we hope that you, like always our prayer and our hope is that you listen and then you dig in a little bit yes. more on your own to the scripture and to um, just some other resources that we give you guys. Or if you find anything and want to send it to us, like we would love that too. We would really love it. We're still, still working on this one. <laughs> we are. We are. So when we look at the definition of confession, um, according to Adele Calhoun's uh, Spiritual Discipline Handbook that we've talked about before on the show, she says that confession embraces Christ's gift of forgiveness and restoration while setting us on the path to renewal and change. Mm, That makes it sound so much more appealing than my normal thought of confession. Yes, it does. (laughs) That's so true. When we talked about in the... um, prayer episode when we talked about going through acts you know adoration Mm -hmm. and confession I just every time I'm like confession is hard it is it's hard because it's putting all your nasty stuff out on the table and when you verb when you verbally say things that you're like you're sinning Uh it sounds a lot worse than when you're just thinking it yeah. in your head. It's like, oh, this is really bad. Yeah, or when, or like when we're praying as a family mm-hmm. and I'm like confessing in front of my children, uh-huh. sometimes I'm like, oh, like I'm confessing to things that I tell them not to do. Yeah. But it's good because they get to see that mommy's a sinner too. So yeah, and that I need grace just as much as they do. Um, so it's a good thing. Yes. It's a good thing. And that's what we're going to talk about all through this episode is how it's a really, really good thing and it doesn't have to be as scary mm-hmm. um as we might think it is but it's not always easy either that's so that's right that's right so what other definitions do you have for let's us? see i got webster i didn't really like the google definition mm-hmm. this time so i went to good old webster <laughs> and it says to confess is to disclose one's faults Ooh. specifically to unburden one's sins or the state of one's conscience to god or to a priest mm. 
interesting. Yes. We'll break that down a yes. little bit more. <laughs> Just a little bit. <laughs> but first, let's talk about where we see this um, in scripture. So, um, like all the disciplines, it's um, it's in scripture, but it's not in scripture quite as much as like maybe gratitude mm-hmm. or some of the ones we see. We see it quite a bit in the Old Testament. The New Testament, um, it's a little more tricky, but one of the main verses that you might hear when people talk about confession is James 5, 16, and it mm-hmm. says, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And um, just one of the things that about that verse that um, I think about is that in the normal life of a Christian, honesty and purity of heart lead to confession and that will lead to spiritual healing. And we'll Mm -hmm. talk about that a little bit more later about spiritual healing and physical healing, but just a little, a little note on that verse specifically. Yeah, that's good. And then the other one I think that is probably most commonly referenced is first John one nine. It says, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm, good stuff. Um, we see it also uh, in the Lord's Prayer mm-hmm. um, in Matthew 6 where it says, um, forgive us our sins as we forgive those that have sinned against us. Is that mm-hmm. right? Okay. Forgive us our debts <laughs> as yes. we forgive those who... As we forgive. Well, okay. So there's so many <laughs> different translations and I feel like I've learned like a mix. I'm combining so them. So <laughs> forgive those who trespassing forgive us our trespasses, trespasses as we, we forgive, forgive those, those who trespass, trespass against us or forgive us our debts as we forget our debtors right yes yes, yes. we need the girls in here <laughs> to come say it, say yeah. it for us yeah but i like to remember that one because that one is you know the disciples were asking jesus how do we pray and he just throws that little tidbit in there don't forget like confess your sins and Mm -hmm. so I think that's that's a good one to remember so you might be asking a few different questions one if our sins have already been forgiven and we're not saved by works and two if God is omniscient which we've already talked about he's all-knowing meaning that we aren't telling him anything new he already knows about our sins then why is confession so important? Mm-hmm. I've asked that. Yeah. I mean, what's the point? Yeah. He already knows. Why do I have to say it again? Right. I think that's a very common um, reason not to confess. You know what yeah. I mean? I would say that yeah. I've used that before. Like, oh, God already knows. Like, I'm tired. I'm just going to go to bed or whatever. Or God already knows that I, you know, was disrespectful to my husband. I, I don't want to have to talk about it yeah, anymore that's the or point. It's like why dwell on your sin come on let's just move on yeah you know yeah um so yeah I think that one of the first reasons actually comes down to something that you really really love about God so what's one of your favorite things about God um that he is intimate that he's intimate mm-hmm. and so if you're in an intimate relationship with someone you're going to want to tell them your heart Mm -hmm. like if you let things just kind of build up inside then you're not going to have the full relationship that you could have um Dietrich Bonhoeffer says he who is alone with his sin is utterly alone but it is the grace of the gospel which is so hard for the pious to understand that confronts us with the truth and says you are a sinner a great desperate sinner now come as the sinner you are to the God who loves you Mm. and oh that just almost brings me to tears Mm -hmm. because it's just like wow, like we can come as the sinners we are to God because he loves us. He's that intimate God that loves us so much. That's such a good point. And I think um, 
which if you're looking at systematic theology, there's a quote in there. It says that confession of sins is necessary in order for God to, and then it has quotation little fingers. I'm doing air quotes right now, <laughs> if you can see, to forgive us, end quote, in the sense of restoring his day by day relationship with us. And I read that and I thought like, that's a little bit confusing to me. Like it's necessary for us in order to restore our day-to-day relationship. Like, what does that actually mean? And so I wrestled with that for a long time and I talked to a couple friends about it. I talked to my husband about it. And um, one of our friends had this analogy that I think um, was pretty good. And so, you know, we know that God loves us and forgives us for forgives us of our sin. But if we kind of take this to an analogy of a human relationship, um, if I sinned against Casey, if I lied to her or something like that and didn't confess that to her, I'd have this angst anytime I saw her. I'd have this feeling of guilt, feeling of shame, feeling of condemnation. And we know, as it says in the Bible, there's no condemnation for those in Christ Jesus, but we would kind of still want to wrestle with that. Whereas if then we forget, we ask for forgiveness and we confess, then we're kind of free from that. Mm -hmm. And so I think we can, um, I think it's, biblical to kind of take that same analogy Mm -hmm. to to our relationship with God whereas if we're in this intimate relationship and yet we're trying to hold on to our sin and not give it over to him and confess it to him then there is going to be you know almost tension or um, a strain on that relationship not from God's end but from our side of it yeah I mean I definitely think that that's one of the reasons that we openly and verbally confess Mm -hmm. to God is because it is just that physical evidence that we are forgiven. Mm -hmm. Like we've said it out loud and we have put all everything on the table and we can know that we are forgiven. And so I think that it, I think that's a wonderful example of one of the reasons that confession is so important. Um, I think it's important to remember that confession is not just about confessing to God, but also Confessing to other believers is very biblical as well. Mm -hmm. And not in the sense that um, we're going to, like our salvation depends on it or anything. Our salvation doesn't even depend on us continually confessing to to God. Um, Once we've been saved, once we have believed in Jesus as our Lord and Savior and put our faith in him, then we are always saved like our salvation does not rest on works but it is going to draw us closer to him like we've talked Mm -hmm. about so um by confessing to other believers it is just one more act that will draw us closer and there are several places in the bible that we see this we see in ephesians 4 32 it says be kind to one another tender-hearted forgiving one another as god in christ forgave you so In the Bible, when they're talking about forgiving one another, then we can imply through that that they're also confessing to Mm -hmm. one another because Mm -hmm. you're not going to know what to forgive one another for if you don't have that confession. Um, And we already addressed a little bit about um, the Lord's Prayer in Matthew 6, 12 that talks about forgiving us our debts as we have also forgiven our debtor. Mm -hmm. And that once again is assuming that we are having that confession piece. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. And I think something to talk about when we're talking about confessing to others, because that to me seems very 
scary and yes. intimidating and it's yes. like oh yeah go confess to one another but like <sighs> oh what like what yeah. does that actually mean what does that actually actually look like and I think it's important to remember that when you are confessing to someone else I mean there's a couple good things to remember one like don't just go blab to the whole world like I don't think that's exactly what he's talking about go put it on Bible. Facebook no I think that's probably not <laughs> If Facebook was around when the Bible was around, I'm pretty sure it would not say go on Facebook and confess all your sin. Oh, goodness. So you one imagine? is to just <laughs> be wise, you know, in, in your community and um, be wise in who you're confessing to. But I think also another thing to remember is that um, your motives for confession mm-hmm. and just not doing it to receive pity or not oh, doing yeah. it out of pride or not doing it out of wanting to look cool or whatever you're you know like make sure you um make ask the lord to kind of guide you and have the holy spirit Mm -hmm. there with you um and that your motive should be out of one drawing yourself closer to the lord but also maybe spurring on someone else to draw near to the lord through witnessing your confession Mm -hmm. yeah that's good yeah, I think it's important to remember, um, like we've talked about on the fasting episode, that we want our motives to to be pure mm-hmm. and to be right from the beginning. But there are times, because we are human, that we're going to come into things with maybe not the right motive, but we know it's something we're supposed to do. So we can ask for the Lord to purify that mm-hmm. motive. Something Joel's talked about that I just absolutely loved. Um, so it's one of those things that sometimes we just have to step out in obedience and push through and do it and just pray, Lord, like you said, like Holy Spirit, be with me and like use this mm-hmm. and use this to lead to repentance, mm-hmm. which is something um, that we've talked about a lot in the last few days, kind of the difference between confession and repentance. Um, and we're going to get to that. But but yeah, I think that's good to remember that you have to be wise in who you're yeah. confessing to yeah. when it be, when it comes to other believers, for sure. Yeah. Because there are some people that will be judgmental and then there are other people that will just kind of blow you off and be mm-hmm. like, oh, like that's not that bad. And you want that person that's going to point you back to Jesus. Right. I think that's a really good point as thinking of if someone is confessing to you, how, how are you to respond? And that's exactly right. Like our our response should not be condoning sin or judging the sinner, but mm-hmm. more of pointing them back to grace and to the gospel mm-hmm. in hopes to then spur them on in walking in obedience, yeah. like spurring them on towards repentance, turning away from that sin mm-hmm. and walking in obedience. Chandler has this quote that Matt Chandler has this quote that um, I read like two or three years ago and it totally, this is so Christianese culture right now, but it totally wrecked me. <laughs> um, it cracks me up when people say that because I don't know what it actually means, but I feel like it's applicable right now. <laughs> Because it's like three years later and I'm still thinking about it. But he said, you will be surprised how much better your weaknesses compel people to godliness than your strengths. Mm. And I think that's just so encouraging as far as confessing to others is that, Mm -hmm. you know, it will hopefully then lead them into that same heart place of confession and repentance Mm -hmm. um, more than just you pretending you have it all together all the time. For sure. I think another reason that we're supposed to, um, that confession to believers 
is a good thing is because the Bible says that we're children of light Mm -hmm. and we are not to live in the darkness, which Mm -hmm. means we're not to hold all of these secrets in our heart. And just um, Ephesians 5, 8 through 14 really sums it up. It's kind of long, but um, I thought the whole passage was good. It says, for at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light for The fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. And so I like that a lot because it's just reminder after reminder that mm-hmm. we are children of light and we are supposed to bring things out in light and Christ shines his light on us. And we just, we're not supposed to live in secret. Mm-hmm. We're not as believers. We are just, we're supposed to be lights to the world. And if we're living with all of this, um, all of these hidden sins and secrets in our life, then we're not going to be that light that we're supposed to be. Um, also Ephesians four twenty five says, therefore, having put away false let each one of you speak the truth with it with his neighbor for we are members um one of another mm-hmm. so we are all supposed to just work together as believers to spread the gospel and we won't be able to do that if we're all hiding things from mm-hmm. each other so we just mm-hmm. kind of need to just put it all out there mm-hmm. and it's not easy <laughs> and it's scary and yeah. intimidating but it's biblical mm-hmm. and i think that's one thing that um we could all get better at because I think a lot of times there's this view from um, people who are not in the church Big C church of looking in and and seeing oh they must be such hypocrites they you know do all these things in secret or whatever Mm. that is and and that you know that's been a big hurt to a lot of people of you know when those things are revealed and not revealed in a God honoring confession type way that there's a lot of damage done and that if we could just you know create a culture where confession was the norm and there was forgiveness and pointing towards obedience and walking in obedience, then, um, I think that would really help that. Oh, I really do too. Yeah. I think that, I think that it's that there was an example in the celebration of discipline about how, um, he was confessing to a friend and a counselor about some different things. And at the end of their prayer, the friend was able to open up about some really dark things that he had never been able to open up before, um, about, and Richard Foster says, you know, freedom begets freedom. Mm -hmm. And I think there's just so much to that. I think that when other believers, or even like you said, like non-believers are seeing us like confess to each other in the church. And when Mm -hmm. they're able to see, that we're not perfect and that we're sinful and that um, we acknowledge that, but that we have hope Mm -hmm. even in the middle of that sin, we have hope. Um, I think that that will just paint a much more accurate picture Mm -hmm. of Mm -hmm. the gospel than what so many people outside of the church often see. Um, so yeah, I just think it's super important. Yeah. That reminds me of in John where it says, if you hold on to my teaching and really are my disciples, then you will know the truth and the truth will set you you free. free. Yes. Yes. Cause that's so true. Mm -hmm. And that's just a beautiful picture. Mm -hmm. I'm imagining I'm looking off into space right now, (laughs) not space, but there are twinkly lights Mm -hmm. in here. So it's kind of like I'm looking out into outer space. It really does. The truth really does set you free. Mm -hmm. Um, 
Yeah. And so, I mean, that just part of the purpose of confession is application of the gospel. Mm -hmm. Like it's just a reminder that we need God's grace. Mm -hmm. And um, John Calvin says, it is fitting that by the confession of our own wretchedness, we show forth the goodness and mercy of our God among ourselves and before the whole world. Mm -hmm. So that once again is that confession to God, but then also confession in front of other believers. And I mean, he's even saying in front of the whole world, and I think that's like what you were saying. Like when people from the outside see that taking place on the inside, then it's going to make a difference. In um, Andrew Murray's book, Humility, which we've referenced before, he has a great line on this. He says, it is not sin, but God's grace showing a man and ever reminding him what a sinner he is that will keep him truly humble. It is not sin, but grace that will make me know myself as a sinner. And I think we experience that as we're walking, um, you know, in community with other believers, but also just walking out our relationship with Christ that the more we're aware of our sin. And Megan talked about this on the gospel episode is how it's this ever growing. The more we're becoming like Christ, the more we're aware of our Mm -hmm. need for Christ. And that um, I think that that should lead to confession. Yeah. And I think Jackie Hill Perry, I recently heard her on another podcast and she was talking about that, about how the gospel isn't just what saves you, Mm -hmm. but the gospel is what keeps you. Mm -hmm. It is, it's what's that constant grace for Mm -hmm. every single day that we mess up. The gospel is continually working in our lives. Mm -hmm. And that confession just keeps, keeps us aware of that and helps us not to get like complacent or just like, ungrateful Mm -hmm. uh you know there are just so many things that um being aware of the gospel just um really makes a difference in our lives it really does yeah that's good so what are some um results of confession that we can see whether it's confession to god the father or confession to a fellow believer i think we kind of talked about this a little bit but i think um one the main one is sanctification so growing to be more like christ and growing in our understanding of what um what the gospel actually means growing in our understanding of the word and what how it applies to us and um i think that you know every time we confess like we said it's reminding us of the gospel and it's reminding us of our need for him and our um appreciation for what has been done for us so i think um, an automatic result is going to be sanctification yeah, for sure. Um, I also, I think that it helps give us compassion towards others mm-hmm. and their sins. Mm-hmm. Because like we said earlier, when you say something out loud, you realize exactly how bad it yeah. is. <laughs> and then you're like, oh, like I was being really judgmental of that person. Mm-hmm. But maybe I shouldn't be because mm-hmm. I'm just as bad. And that's important. Yeah, That just awareness of what's going on around you. And I think as women, especially, you know, we like to talk about how these spiritual disciplines are important for women specifically. I think that's something we struggle with is Mm -hmm. that we've talked about it before that comparison and that, um, judgment of each other, even, even if we don't like to admit it, we don't like to confess that. Uh Um, but that is something that a lot of us struggle with. And so I think that looking internally at our own sins helps us have that compassion and that grace toward, our friends and our fellow believers. And I think that's super important. Yeah, that's good. Cause, um, the more we've experienced grace, the more we're able to extend grace. Mm-hmm. And so that awareness and of our confession then allows us to extend that grace. Yeah. 
which actually kind of leads us to the next point, the celebration of the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, we can, because we have received that grace, we have gratitude for the redemption through the work done on the cross. Mm-hmm. So we're just constantly, once again, reminded that we don't deserve God's grace um, but we can be so thankful that we mm-hmm. have it. And like we talked about on the previous episode, gratitude breeds that joy. Mm-hmm. And so we have so much joy in our life, ultimately from confession, yeah. which you would never really funny? think. Because at the beginning of confession, there is a sorrow a lot mm-hmm. of times, that deep um, feeling sorry for what we've done wrong. Mm-hmm. But the result the end result ends up in, in joy. And yeah. so that's really, really cool to think about. I think that's a good point too, is um, talking about how this spiritual discipline relates to the other spiritual disciplines. And we see there that it relates very strongly to gratitude. Mm-hmm. And um, we can see also that it relates to prayer, like yeah. we talked about as confession. Um, I think also it can even relate to study and we didn't do a, um, an episode on that specifically in this series but we did like four or five episodes on it in the beginning yeah. so go so back, go and back listen to, to the those. beginning <laughs> um but I think that's something that we don't necessarily think about is that you know as we're reading the scriptures and studying the word and seeing how um how amazing God is and how wonderful he is and how we're called to live in a certain way. And the scriptures can then convict us. The Holy spirit Mm -hmm. can convict us of, okay, I'm not, you know, doing this as you know, God says to in his word, which then should lead you to confession. So I think all of these, um, spiritual disciplines, confession can be seen Mm -hmm. through all of them. Yes, for sure. And, um, especially like we talked about earlier, Um, the community piece of it, Mm -hmm. which we're going to talk about community more next week, but that's also a spiritual discipline Mm -hmm. and community and confession is very important. And also when I think about community and confession, like I'm not going to go to some random believer (laughs) and confess like, Hey, you at church, you believe in Jesus. Let me Uh just throw up all my sins all over you. Like it's important to have those relationships so you can feel comfortable in that confession piece mm-hmm. to them. Um, yeah. So that's super important. And I'm so excited because our episode next week about community is, is a good one, but, and we both feel very strongly about community, mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Also, I would say like gaining insight into your own temptations is a good result of confession because as you're confessing these things, you realize like, okay, these are the areas that I struggle with, especially if like you're journaling it Mm -hmm. or maybe you even ask like your friend that you're talking with, like, hey, do you see a pattern here? Like, Mm -hmm. is there something like we talked about before? um, What was it on the gratitude episode? Self, self self-righteous? No. um, What is it that you say that? um, Oh, what is it? I don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) The, the, your example um entitlement entitlement oh. that's the word <laughs> you mean okay. what do I struggle with you could have just asked that <laughs> no, no we all in struggle struggle with it obviously like that's what I'm talking about like the entitlement like you could say okay well I see this pattern of entitlement mm-hmm. you know it helps you really kind of put into words the patterns of mm-hmm. sin in your own life if mm-hmm. that makes any sense yeah one thing that we haven't really talked about is like tangible I mean those are all tangible results but kind of something real tangible is healing. So tell me a little bit. What do you think about that? 
Okay, so I like this one a lot because um, a lot of times when you think of confession, you automatically go to James 5.16, which we already read, but I'll read it again. It's, therefore, confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous person has great power as it is working. And your first thought, or at least my first thought when I read that is, well, he must just be talking about spiritual healing because how can confessing your sins like heal you? You know, like, I mean, Mm -hmm. yes, I believe that miracles can happen, but just confessing that, oh, I lied today. Like that's not going to heal my broken bones. Like what are they talking about? Mm -hmm. So in doing some more digging, if you read Psalm 32, which once, once again, this is a long passage, but it's a good one. It says, blessed is the one whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man against whom the Lord counts no iniquity and in whose spirit there is no deceit. For when I kept silent, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. For day and night, your hand was heavy upon me. My strength was dried up as by the heat of summer. I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Therefore, let everyone who is godly offer a prayer to you at a time when you may be found. Surely in the rush of great waters, they shall not reach him. You are a hiding place for me. You preserve me from trouble. You surround me with shouts of deliverance. I will instruct you and teach you in a way you should go. I will counsel you with my eye upon you. Be not like a horse or a mule without understanding, which must be curbed with bit and bridle, or it will not stay near you. Many are the sorrows of the wicked, but steadfast love surrounds the one who trusts in the Lord. Be glad in the Lord and rejoice, O righteous, and shout for joy, all you upright in heart. Okay, and I know that was long, but I thought it was worth reading the whole thing. But at the beginning where you see, for when I kept silence, my bones wasted away through my groaning all day long. Mm -hmm. There is a physical element to keeping that guilt inside Mm -hmm. of you. Mm -hmm. And the more I thought about it and the more I studied this, I was like, wow, yeah. I mean, I tell people all the time, like with my nursing background and just you know, my background with my anxiety and things. I tell people all the time, like stress affects your body. Like you're getting sick all the time because Mm -hmm. you're so stressed out or you have a headache because you're so stressed out or whatever. I say things like that all the time. But here I don't think about the fact that like keeping these sins hidden inside that causes stress. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, when you think about it, like when you confess something that you've been holding in for a long time, it's that sigh of relief. And it's like, I can breathe again. Yeah. I can sleep again. I can eat again. You know, all these things. So there is a, f- a physical healing. There's that spiritual healing in the relationship um, with God. But there's also a physical healing mm-hmm. that comes with it. Yeah. I mean, I can just think of examples of my kids. Like, you know, they just snuck a piece of candy. And I'm like, hey, did you just eat some candy? There's like chocolate all over their face. <laughs> no, I didn't, Mom. And you just watch their little behavior. And yes. they're like looking around, like pacing, feeling so bad. And then, you know, eventually when they're finally like, I did, mom, I'm sorry, I ate the candy. Then it's like their sorrow and maybe it's out of fear. I don't know if it's true repentance or not, but they just, you can tell Mm -hmm. she, they feel so much better when they finally confess it and they're like not full of angst anymore. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about, um, confession versus repentance, because I think this is something that, 
is easily confused. I mean, to be totally honest, I, before started digging into this, thought they were the same. I didn't really understand mm-hmm. that there was a difference. I would have used them interchangeably. Mm-hmm. But um, let's talk about that a little bit. What do you think the difference is? Yeah, so this is kind of a Casey definition. And just from the reading that I've been doing, um, I've kind of tried to narrow it down a little bit. But I would say confession is the act of saying that you've done something wrong. And I put saying in quotes because, I mean, it can be like praying to God. Like you don't have to say it out loud, but Mm -hmm. just that um, actively saying that, you know, you've sinned. Whereas repentance is the true heart change and the turning from sin. So the action of making a change in Mm -hmm. your life. So say you have been struggling with, um, I don't know what's in I could say what I'm struggling with. Self-control. Self-control. Eating. Eating. I eat all the food. I was actually going to use eating as an example, but say you're struggling with that. You know, you can confess. You can, you just did. You just confessed to me that you're eating all the food. (laughs) (laughs) But that's not, I mean, that's, that's confession and that's good. And that's what we've been talking about Mm -hmm. this whole time. But if you don't start acting on that, if you don't start eating less, if you don't put a plan into action to eat less, then that's not true repentance. Mm -hmm. Repentance would be putting a plan into action, taking all the sweets away from your house, Ah. doing whatever you need to do to turn away from the food. Um, And many times, like we talked about, one of the purposes of confession is to lead to that repentance. Mm -hmm. And so um, I think a lot of times we'll go into confession with the intention um, to repent and then sometimes we don't. And that's where the whole purification of your your heart and your motives kind of comes into play. Sometimes it's like, okay, I've just got to get this into the open. I really don't want to turn away from this. Mm-hmm. It's another thing I heard Jackie Hill Perry say. She was talking about some sins she was struggling with. And she was like, I was talking to my cousin and I told her, I don't want to, I don't want to turn from this. Mm-hmm. I know it's wrong, but I don't want to turn from it. And yeah. I think sometimes, you know, that's what we just have to say to God. We're like, I'm going to be obedient in this and I'm going to confess this. But right now my heart isn't in turning away from it. Yeah, and ask him to. And ask him to change that. And ask your your fellow believer, your friend to pray with you, pray for you, Mm -hmm. that you will have a true heart of repentance, not just that confession. Yeah, I think that's a really good point. R.C. Sproul, he talks about that a little bit in um, Essential Truths of the Christian Faith. And he says, um, we need to, openly and fully confess sin with no attempt to excuse or justify it that the acknowledgement of sin is coupled with the willingness to make restitution whenever possible and to resolve to turn away from sin this is the spirit of repentance making no excuse i feel like we're your generation just up or justify excuses. it like with me I'm yes. like oh it's okay I haven't had any jelly beans today so I'm gonna eat 77 <laughs> jelly beans like Aaron come on yeah. you know what I mean like yeah. I justify it to myself right. and that's not that's not okay like I'll mm-hmm. say out loud hey I need to get some self-control with all the sugar I eat but then I'm like then I go mm-hmm. and I justify it the mm-hmm. next time and it's like no that's not true repentance and I think that goes into what we were talking about earlier about like when you have someone confess to you not justifying it for them yes oh good point it's so hard 
hard. Like, yes. because I, you're my friend yeah, and I care about you. And so somehow in my sinful brain, I think that justifying mm-hmm. it is, is caring more than speaking truth into mm-hmm. your life would be Aaron, you're going to get diabetes. Don't yeah. need any more jelly beans. But I'm that. like, I'm like, yeah, girl, like you went and jumped on the trampoline tonight. Eat all the jelly beans you want. <laughs> like, but I mean, Which, eating jelly beans in and of themselves is not the big deal. But the fact that I've been yeah. feeling convicted about right. it and have confessed it. And this is kind of a intro. Uh, this is take this example for what it's worth. <laughs> We're just trying to use, you know, this as an example. Right. Jelly beans really aren't that horrible. Here I am justifying. But, <laughs> but. <laughs> But seriously, though, like we think that justifying for our friend is loving mm-hmm. when it's really not. Right. And that's so hard. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's hard. We so, talk yeah. about that a little more on next week's yeah. episode. Yeah. So Second Corinthians 7 says, for godly grief produces a repentance that leads to salvation without regret, whereas worldly grief produces uh, death. Oh, Jeez. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, we want to make sure that, um, once again, it's all about our heart, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and just that genuine wanting to turn away from our sin. Yeah. That's good. I think that reminds me of um, in Romans 2. And he's talking about how um, the judges are being hypocritical and practicing sin. And, and it goes on to say that. Um, God's kindness should lead us to repentance mm. and that um, it kind of goes along with what we we're talking about earlier as, as far as, you know, it's his grace that makes us aware of our sin, not the sin itself. Mm-hmm. And that I think it's, you know, the same thing with repentance is that we shouldn't see God's kindness as a reason not to repent. Oh, like God still loves me. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I don't really have to repent from this, but that should actually make us more, you know, mm-hmm. lead us more to confession and repentance because of God's yeah. kindness. Yeah, that's good. So what resources um, are, if someone's wanting to dig more into this topic, what would you say? Um, I think the little chapter in Essential Truths of the Christian Faith, even though it's more technically about repentance, um, he does address confession in there. I think that's really good. It's like two pages. Um, the, the little chapter in Systematic Theology is really good. Um, and the Bible. The Bible, um, Celebration of Discipline, Spiritual Discipline Handbook. And we also, some of the Bonhoeffer quotes were um, from his book, Life Together, mm-hmm. which Erin is reading right now. She used that book, Humility. Um, yeah, this was a tough one. Mm-hmm. I will also link a few. There's a short little snippet that John Piper did um, that we used some stuff from. So I'll link that and a couple of articles. But this was this was tough, y'all. Like, yeah. I feel like we both, you know, but it was good. It mm-hmm. was good. Yeah. Um, and I'm not going to eat any jelly beans. <laughs> She's going to repent. <laughs> but uh, seriously, um, our prayer is that this really does just encourage you to maybe dig into this discipline a little bit more. And um, as always, it's it's to draw you closer to the Lord. And yep. so that's our prayer. Yep. Um, do we have a quote that we want to? Yep. With? This is good old Bonhoeffer. Uh, He gives his heart to God and he finds the forgiveness of all his sin in the fellowship of Jesus Christ and his brother. The expressed and acknowledged sin has lost all its power. If you've enjoyed this episode, please feel free to subscribe and leave a review on iTunes and most importantly, share with a friend. 
beautiful music that you've heard on this episode today is by the incredibly talented Katie Cox. So